Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Coming up this week, rumor has it that Disney might be getting ready to start charging a nightly resort fee. Prices for the Disney dining plan have gone up, and Disney has a new mobile video game coming out, and I'll admit it, I'm excited. Plus, we'll have our review of Club Villain at Disney's Hollywood Studios, and I will tell you what I thought of the Voodoo Sticky Pig Wings. All that coming up next. From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is The Diz Unplugged. This is The Diz Unplugged, episode 877 for the week of March 15th, 2016. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show, coming to you from the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Kathy Whirling. Hi, everybody. Jenny Lynn Knopp. Hey, guys. Steve Porter. Hello. Rhino Clavin. Hello. And back in the nook all by his lonesome, our producer, Craig Williams. Just as it should be. All by himself. Just as it should be. There's that song. Oh. All so. by myself. Wow. It's <laughs> very hey. tiny, Tim, of you. I'm pretty sure the dog just barked. <laughs> Speaking of which, there's one per, uh, there's another uh, member of the crew in the studio right now who cannot be on camera because she's under the table. <laughs> Jackie Gailey. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Abigail. It's my baby girl, Abigail. Um, this is her first time. We're letting her in the studio while we're doing a show. And uh, she's grown up quite a bit. And so she like, she'll lay and not be crazy while we're recording. So, but... Uh, and that's what we are doing right now. We are recording. We are not going out live. Uh, we are actually recording this on Friday, March 11th. This will be going up Tuesday, uh, the 15th. And the reason for that is that we are working on a very special assignment the early part of next week. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I will tell you next week what it is. But uh, we're working on something fun for some content that we're going to be putting up in April. So... We needed the beginning of the week, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, to work on this. So we are pre-recording uh, this show today. So I'm sorry it's not live, but hopefully the content that we're going to be putting out is going to be worth the inconvenience. Um, and the other thing I have in housekeeping is something I just posted on Facebook not too long ago, is that we are looking for a new member to the Diz team. Um, many of you have noticed that uh, this year we've uh, we've been producing a lot more content than we have uh, recently, and I need another person in the production studio, somebody that can shoot video or learn to shoot video if they have a passion for it, somebody that can work the controls or learn to work the controls. Uh, so basically a job very similar to the one Craig and Rhino do. Um, and also, they need to be able to write articles and content for the site. And I have been asked on Facebook if someone was leaving. And I wasn't really going to announce this yet because we had decided we were going to wait. But in talking about it, we have decided that this is the 
we should just might as well get it out there that Steve Porter is going to be leaving us at the end of April. Yep. He's heading out to Salt Lake City. Yep, headed out to Salt Lake City. Uh, it was a super, super hard decision. Well, it was a it was a good decision, but it was a hard decision because this is a really great place to be. I love the Diz. Um, but there's just things that I have to do in my life that um, I I couldn't continue to be here anymore. So Mormonism. <laughs> no. Um, I'm not what? touching it. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, funny. it's uh, my my girlfriend lives in Salt Lake, and there's lots of reasons why. I just felt like, as much as I love this job, I had to kind of had to follow that. Had to follow yeah. my my heart. Yep. God. Yep. And I, I when he, we're all gonna start crying right yeah. now. <laughs> oh, Steve. Um, you know, I, I when uh, when Steve came and told me about this a few weeks ago, I was certainly disappointed to hear that he was leaving, but. You know, when he told me why, I, you know, exactly what I said to you was, this is the time in your life to do that. Because in 10 years, not going to be so easy to drop everything and and follow your heart. Mm -hmm. You know, you get more rooted in your career, your home, and things like that. And, you know, you've got such a great head on your shoulders, so much talent. You've been such an amazing uh, part of this team. Thank uh, you. In a very, very short time. Uh, and, you know, really sorry to see you go, but you go with, with our blessing and the wind at your back. And like I said to you before, I will always find a place for you here. Always find a place for you here. Um, you know, I hate losing you, but that I was already on the fence about hiring a third person. I kind of knew I'd said to Craig back in November when we were planning, uh, like doing the daily fix every day and some of the other things that we were planning to do that I'm probably going to need a third person in the studio but I was kind of on the on the fence with it, and then when Steve said that, when Steve told me he was he was leaving, I'm like, okay, that's a sign from the universe that I need to bring somebody else in. So um, while I am really really sorry that we're losing Steve, uh, and you did promise you're still going to write. Yeah, I, I will still be writing articles. Um, I mean, I I don't know like what my job situation will be like, so hopefully I'll be able to write them. Often, but at least three or four a day. It's all. <laughs> but um, so yes, we are looking for someone to come join the team. So if it is something you think you might be interested in, and you do have to be in Orlando for this, I need somebody here in the studio. So this is not a long distance job, not something you can't you can't shoot in the parks from uh, Chicago. Um, if you can, that's an amazing trick, and I'd love to know how you do it. But if you are in the Orlando area. And you are a big Disney fan. You have to be a big Disney fan. I don't care so much if you're a fan of the show. I care that you're a big Disney fan. Um, that has a passion for working with video or experience and or experience working in video. Uh, the ability to write in full sentences with punctuation. Uh, to be doing content on the site. Send your resume to Pete at WDWinfo.com. Uh, along with uh, any samples of your work, any samples of your writing, any samples of your video. Uh, I can tell you I put this up on Facebook about an hour ago, and I've gotten about 20 resumes already. And uh, But we're going to keep taking them in and then start interviewing people in the next week or so. Uh, not looking to bring anybody on till later in April, uh, early May time frame. So uh, got some time here. So send in your resume. Very rare that you hear me do this. 
Um, I don't think I've ever put out the call on the show. I don't ever remember it. Um, I've done it on Facebook. Uh, that's how we found Craig, actually. Craig's sister was a friend, friends with me on Facebook. And she said, like, you better apply for this job. Yep, that's my origin story. And, Trolling uh, face. Not as good as Spider-Man's, but still decent. <laughs> um, okay, well, we have to get the Spider-Man <laughs> reference in, apparently. It's for Rhino. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, this morning I'm just like, you know what? Let's put it out there and see what, see what happens. And uh, so got some very, very interesting, some very good candidates already uh, submitted resumes, some people I'm excited to meet with. So, um, so yeah, Pete at www.info.com. Send me your resume. Send me, send me some samples of your work. And uh, even if you've never like really worked with the equipment that we work with here, if there's a passion for it and you have technical skills, um, we can train you on that. Um, same with video. If you have you know, put together some videos for yourself, even if you're using an iPhone to do it, uh, but you have a passion for it, we can teach that. We can't teach passion. We can teach technique, but we cannot teach passion. So that needs to be there. That's also why it's important that people be Disney fans. I, we've gone that route before where we've hired people who had good technical experience but weren't Disney fans. You don't. They don't last here. They don't let. If you're not like crazy Disney nerd. You're not. It's not going to work. It's just not going to work um, because you can't tolerate being around this many people who are, you know, pouring over the minutia of everything that happens at Disney with a passion the way we do, and not want to kill us if you're not one of us. <laughs> so <clears throat> that's what we're looking for. Pete at www.info.com. Um, with that. Uh, I don't have a synopsis from Tom. The Disney does, did he send one to you? Um, well, we can get to there uh, first. We uh, we really should talk about the Dream Show because that goes up. That's uh, not live on Sunday nights, but I do know what the Dream Show is about this week, so that makes it easier on my life. Uh, this week is the first uh, the first of two parts of a, a really uh, good question and answering uh, session that uh, the the dream show crew all went through. So, uh, that will be available to watch and download to listen to on, uh, Monday. Yes. Monday morning. The 14th. And, uh, and, uh, while Tom is sitting here frantically trying to text me what the show is about because we forgot to ask him. No, I sent uh, him an email and he didn't oh, answer me. Never mind. Then he is bad. At life, he's but, a bad man. But I can tell you that it's bad touch, Tom. <laughs> Thursday at one o'clock p.m., the Universal Edition will be going live. And this week, uh, we're obviously uh, this coming Thursday is St. Patty's Day, so we're going to celebrate by checking out Finnegan's at uh, Universal Studios, Florida. So. When I was drinking, when I was drinking, that was like my favorite place in a theme park to go drink. Mm. And I've had some, I had some nights in there. Um, I don't miss it I don't miss it but Finnegan's has a special place in my little alcoholic heart Um, no I'm I'm very excited to take a look at it with uh, everyone else and hopefully uh, we'll have some good things to say about it but definitely uh, for the Disneyland show live on Sunday nights at 7 o'clock Pacific time, 10 o'clock Eastern time, uh, you can listen to Michael continuing his celebration of Disneyland's 60th uh, with a look at Disneyland after Walt. Of course, that's live on Mixler along with their new show. And then both of them will be available to uh, download in the morning via iTunes. So 
go ahead and uh, pay attention to all those shows. Awesome. And just want to remind everybody, uh, every weekday, noon Eastern time, The Fix with either Jenny Lynn or myself. Um, you can find that on uh, the Daily Fix main page on the Diz, wdwinfo.com slash Daily Fix, or of course, on the Diz YouTube channel, which is uh, youtube.com slash wdwinfo. And uh, does anybody else have anything for housekeeping? No. No? Um, well, kind of. I talked about it on the Universal show, but um, a gentleman, Caleb, sent us these the stickers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've yeah. Cut to me. Cool cut to me. Cut here. to me. This guy, Caleb, you're like one of my new favorite people. Boo <laughs> Sticky Pig Wings, baby. This was so cool. Yeah. It's a really nice sticker, too. So thank you very much for that, Caleb. Also appreciated your story. Yeah. Um, and uh, was really, I love, you know, well, I don't love hearing stories like that. I just love to know that what we do here help, you know. There's an emotional some, connection there. So, well, sometimes yeah. it can, you know, we hear stories all the time where people are going through a rough time and listening to the show helps connect them with something they love. And, you know, I tell these guys all the time, every time we're having a rough day, remember that. So thank you for sharing that with us. And thank you very much for that sticker. I, it's like obviously a place of great importance. It's on my Mac right above the alien. Um, so I got a Crino one over here. Craig got one as well. Yes, I did. There you go. That's uh, his business is called Kavana Customs. K-A-V-A. Oh, we'll put a link to it in the show notes page. Okay, good. Okay. Just send it to me. All right. But also, anything else? All right, let's move on with the news. The first story I want to talk about today um, is that Disney raised the price on the Disney dining plan. Um, Well, I guess I should say last week because it will be last week when this goes up. Um Nothing changed in terms of what's offered in the dining plans. It was just the price. Uh, for example, the quick service plan went from $42.84, that includes tax, for adults to $44.13. Uh, the regular dining plan went from uh, $61.84 to $63.70 for adults, and that's per, per night per adult. And the deluxe dining plan went from uh, $111.73 per adult per night to $115.08. So in the grand scheme of things, these aren't huge increases. And if you utilize the dining plan fully, it's still a good deal. Um, But you got to eat a lot of food. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And even at my... uh, even at my heaviest, I had I would I wouldn't be able to eat the amount of food that you'd have to eat to make it worthwhile. There are people who do, and God bless you. And the ones that really piss me off are the ones who can eat all that food and they're like a stick figure. Yes. <laughs> um, and though you, I have a massive resentment against. But um, you know, generally speaking, I, I think this was met with okay. Well, yeah, okay. I don't think people were particularly. Like no. up in arms about it. Uh, I, not- I think it helps that it, it, unlike the ticket prices, when the ticket prices go up, if you're going to go to the park, you have to pay that increase. You don't have to get the dining plan to a have point. a Disney vacation. So if the prices go up, you just can decide, okay, then I'm not going to get the dining plan. I think that might be the reason why there isn't as much of an outcry. You know, and I, I thought about that the day they came out. 
like, why didn't they just do this when they announced the tickets? And it's like, because everybody with the dining plan went, plan went like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, they, it didn't really seem to bother them. But if they had done it on the same day they did tickets, people go, look, where are they going to stop? So that was probably pretty smart on Disney's part. It was. Uh, but then there's the other story we have to talk about. Well, we're going to be talking about the price of things potentially going up. And that is this survey, quote unquote, that some folks have been getting where Disney is talking about uh, adding a potentially adding a $15 per night resort fee uh, to cover things like Wi-Fi, Magical Express, Magic Bands, uh, so on and so forth. And the way, uh, according to our news story, quote, the way the survey is worded leads many to believe that what was once considered included free amenities of staying on property at Walt Disney World will now become an additional cost on a nightly basis. Um, and although Disney has posed the question in this particular survey, there is no guarantee that a resort fee, which is common at many resorts, will actually be applied to stays at Walt Disney World. Okay, let me explain to you how this works. Mm-hmm. Yes, resort fees are commonplace in the industry. No question. A virtually, I'm not going to say all resorts, a good number of resorts do charge a nightly resort fee. This is not, unlike what Disney is saying publicly, this is not us, Disney, saying, oh, let, let me see how, let's see how people are going to respond to this. Who the hell is going to say they think that's a good idea? Nobody. Right. <laughs> Nobody. This is what's called softening the ground before the blow. This is buttering you up before the punch. This is saying, we're thinking about this and doing it in this kind of, oh, we're just sending out a survey to see what you think. To get us all talking about it, mm-hmm. to get the message out there, this is coming, so that when it does... It's not quite such a shock. Everyone's desensitized already. Exactly. Yep. Disney has learned how to manipulate social media because it's all over Twitter. It was all over Twitter. That's where this started really catching fire was on Twitter. And so that tells me that that's exactly, really, it's exactly what Disney wanted to happen. With that said, um, I think that some resorts can get away with resort fees others cannot um, what a lot of people have said that I agree with is why are you doing this why not just build it into the price you know when you do your next rate. when you just when you raise your rack rates again just build that into the price don't nickel and dime us yep And so while Disney has become very savvy with social media, they have not become very savvy when it comes to things like this. It's that tone deafness Mm -hmm. that you're constantly criticized for this stuff. So why not do yourself a PR favor and build it into the price? Are you trying to tell people or or, or is it because you want people to believe that the Wi-Fi and the Magic Band and Magical Express is of a certain value? But what if I don't use the Wi-Fi? And what if I don't? I have my own Magic Band? And what if I don't use Magical Express? Am I going to be able to opt out of that $15 fee every night? And then there's the argument to be made that your prices are already too high. Mm-hmm. That the price of a stay at your resort is already too high. 
and now you're going to tack on another $15 a night? And at what point do you start becoming, you know, Bachigaloop the peddler, um, selling everything? Here's $5, here's $10, here's $20. When does that stop? And is that the app? Is that, is that the, you know, is that the, uh, uh, the attitude you want? Is that the, is, is that the image you want? Uh, I, it, it, it harkens back to what we talk about when we talk about Disney Cruise Line versus Royal Caribbean. Yeah, Royal Caribbean is cheaper in terms of the direct room-to-room comparison. But there's a lot of things included with Disney Cruise Line that you pay extra for right. on Royal Caribbean. And that nickel and diming always puts a bad taste in my mouth. You have pushed the limits of what people will accept in pricing. You have pushed the manner in which they will accept it. They will accept year-to-year, year-over-year resort fee increases. They will accept begrudgingly year-over-year or sometimes twice a year-over-year increases to the ticket prices. Now you're starting to see, you know, because how long does it stay $15? When does it go to $25? When does it go to $40? While the resort, you don't think for a second the price is, the, the per-night price of the resort's going to go down. That's going to continue to go up as well. So this is, I don't have, you know, look, I understand the need to offset costs. I get that. Doing it like this, you're just painting an even worse picture and and showing that you're tone deaf. You're tone deaf if you do something like this. Build it into the price. Don't talk about it. Just build it into the price. And this way, you're not going to have that pushback from people. You're not going to have people feeling nickeled and dimed at a, at, on a vacation they're already spending a great deal of money on. I, and you get your needs met and you don't further aggravate your highest affinity group. I think it. what bothers me is it by not including it in just in a price increase is that it feels like it's going beyond inflation like they're not just increasing the prices because it's more expensive to run the resort it just seems like the way to add 15 dollars just seems like you said nickel to dime it just feels like another way that they can just make you pay a little bit more not really because they have to because of their own cost but just because they can and that's what really bothers me and i'm actually working on an article so that will eventually come well look again i'm gonna I'm going to take a certain tact in terms of that's capitalism. When you have a successful product, when your resorts are 90% full, when your when your theme parks are posting year over year growth, you raise the prices. Um, that's supply and demand, and so I get that part of it. It's how you go about doing it. At what point do you start to say, "Yeah, how we appear." to our guests, what image our guests take away from their experience with us matters as well. So, you know, don't poke the bear and get your needs met at the same time. Just build the damn resort fee into your into your next price increase and let that be that. Well, I, I think with I'm I'm not opposed to price increases when the tickets go up or the dining plan going up. That doesn't bother me one bit because like you said, it's where we live in a capitalist country no problem there. It's when you can't feel, you get reminded that you're in the real world when you're in Disney World, when you have to pay for rumored preferred parking coming or 
this $15 fee, it's the constant reminder that you're not on, I mean, it's you're a constant on, reminder that they're trying to get more money from you. Yeah. Would yeah. you like to have preferred parking for $35? You're going to need to pay for that beverage now at your be our guest breakfast. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, or, we need to have your $15 resort fee tonight, you know, or whatever it is. Yeah, I see what you're saying. My thing that, that bothered me about this is um, Disney made a big deal about how they were putting Wi-Fi in so everybody could use my Disney experience. So they, they created a demand for Wi-Fi. And then charge And now for they're now turning they it around for. and they're charging you for Well, it. I'm going to tell you something. Here's the other thing. If you're going to charge $15 a night for wi- for your for your Wi-Fi, it, it needs to get a whole lot better. Right. Amen. Right. It needs to get a whole lot better. And if you're going to do it, you better give people the, the ability to opt out. You better give people the ability to opt out because a lot of resorts do that too. When they say, I don't want my USA Today or I don't want the Wi-Fi or, you know, you better give people the ability to opt out. But Or the Magical Express was set up so that they could keep the people on property. I just wonder how many people then are going to say, well, if they're going to charge me this resort fee, I can stay off property. Somewhere. Right. If I'm staying for six nights and I'm going to pay, what, what is that, uh, $90? Yeah. Uh, I'm paying $90 and I'm getting uh, Magical Express for that $90. Why shouldn't I Why shouldn't I use a town car? Mm-hmm. Why shouldn't I use other transportation where I don't have to be bussed and stop at three resorts before I get to mine? Um, so I don't know. I, I Again, you know, people are thinking this is Disney finding out whether or not people will accept this. It's not. It's basically a pre-announcement. Right. That's what this is. It's coming, folks. They're going to do it. They're going to do it. They're just softening the ground. That's what that announcement was about. And back to the the dining plan stuff, just to reassure people, if you've already got a reservation, your price is not going to go up. It's only if you make a change that they would now charge you the the higher rates. The same thing like with the tickets. As long as you don't make any changes when you show up, you're good to go. It's not like they're going to give you an extra It's not retroactive. Yeah. So, all right. Last news story that I want to talk about is this new, and I've only just seen some trailers for it, so maybe somebody knows a little bit more about this than I do, this new Magic Kingdoms game coming to mobile devices. They talked about it at uh, D23 in the video game panel I went to. It looks so cool. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I mean, what's... You, it's basically it looks like theme park like a like a theme park simulator. Yeah, you like build your own thing. You build your own oh, Disney wow. theme park yeah. on your mobile device. Um, it's been nice. It's been nice spending time with you people. I'm not going <laughs> to see you for a while. Um, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm surprised it took this long to come out because they they announced it in August and I figured it was coming out like right afterwards and now it's March that it's finally here. But I it, I, I, I don't it, think like, it's been released yet. No, I don't. I don't think so. But um, do we know what the release date is? There, uh, there currently isn't a release date for it. They just uh, they started the registration process for it. So uh, these games are wildly popular right now on mobile devices. Uh, they all kind of started with the uh, the architecture, like that you had in SimCity all the way back in the day on a PC, and then it's kind of changed and fluctuated. But uh, it's a really fun type of system to just play on mobile and you know as you build new stuff 
then you start getting more points for how long it's operating and people coming in. So that will allow you to buy more rides and attractions and then food stands, all that kind of stuff. But the thing I think is really cool about this one, just from the concept art they showed, is that, or from the trailers and the concept art, uh, is that you actually will be able to put in the Disney icons and attractions. Yeah, so they, like- they showed Monsters, Inc. Laugh for where uh, there was... Uh, Mike Wazowski, who was actually like dancing and bouncing around yeah. in front of the building and uh, Mickey's fun wheel of death and California screaming. So this really could be very, very cool and very, and very I think it's going to be I, if if they do the same level of work with this game that the, we've seen them do with other games, especially Infinity, uh, this is going to be huge. Yeah, this will be huge. It's Game Loft. It's not. It's not Disney Interactive. It's Game Loft that's doing this with Disney, for as a mobile. As a mobile. Uh, Is there a game. price to it? Not that. It's going to be like most mobile games now. It's going to be free, but then if you want to buy extra coins, extra oh, things, okay. then yeah, because they're saying money. interested gamers can now register for the game and share the game site to Facebook to start earning currency that can be uh, used okay. later in Magic Kingdoms. Um, just so like the real Magic Kingdom, yeah. <laughs> really. keeping it very just, authentic. If only, I, if only I could pay that resort fee by sharing stuff on Facebook. <laughs> oh wait, I already do. Um, but you know, yeah, you get the point. But yeah. it's really cool. It looks really, really cool. Yeah. I'm very excited about it. I cannot wait for this to come out. So correct me. Is it like Roller Coaster Tycoon type? Uh, it's yeah. in that vein. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, if you've uh, downloaded Roller Coaster Four Tycoon Four for mobile, it's going to be exactly like that. Uh, the only thing that you're losing is like in Roller Coaster Tycoon, you can actually customize the coasters and build your own. This is just going to be managing. Got it. Cool. Really? Because it looked like in that trailer, like they had a like, roller coaster going through Cinderella Castle or something. Um, I, From what I understood, you weren't going to be able to customize maybe something different can, was announced, though. Since we're recording this is there any I have way the, and i have the actual audio well, from the 23 on my computer well no i'm saying is there any way that we can uh we can splice in yeah. the uh the, the the trailer video yeah of course okay so yeah. we'll we'll have the tra- we'll, we'll put the trailer video in here wasn't that awesome doesn't it look great <laughs> um all right so that is going to do it for the news. We're going to move on to rapid fire, and we'll start with the lovely and talented Ms. Kathy Worland. Well, um, Disney Cruise Line has announced that, yes, no surprise, there is going to be Star Wars Day at Sea again for very 2017. successful. Yes. Um, there's 15 sailings, where last year there was only seven. It's going to be for the Western and Eastern, but they made a better... They did a better job this time of explaining what you're going to get. And it's one day of everything Star Wars. Character meet and greets, deck parties, movie screenings, specialty foods, beverages, and merchandise, fireworks, and more. Where last year it was like, oh, you're going to see celebrities roaming the decks. And they sort of overhyped it and under-promised. Okay. Under-delivered. Under-delivered, Yes. So Carl Holt says that our guests keep telling us that Star Wars Day at Sea is an experience they'll never forget, that it's a thrill of intergalactic proportions. Oh, God. So, is that, that how he talks? Like, yeah. Sir, I'd like to uh, register some feedback. I'd like you to know that this was an experience of intergalactic proportions. I would laugh right <laughs> in that person's face. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. So but you were the one who left that feedback. <laughs> they got my note. <laughs> so of course you can always contact Dreams for a no obligation quote, and we'll set you up with a Star Wars. Actually, cruise. you can contact Kathy Worley. Mm-hmm. Kathy at Dreams Unlimited Travel. Kathy w. w. Kathy W. Dreams yes, Unlimited Travel. I had to think there for a minute. Yes. And she'll be more than happy to set you up for your Star yes. Wars day at sea sailing. It would be fun. So you could have, what was it again? An unforget- in, in unforgettable in- intergalactic travel agent to help you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Now that we're done plugging dreams. <laughs> Thank you, Kathy. Jenny Lynn. Dreams Unlimited Travel. <laughs> the throwback to Universal this past week. Yes, yes, yes. Um, okay, my rapid fire is that Joy and Sadness are coming to Character Spot in Epcot next month. So uh, we're all very excited about that. You'll be meeting in the headquarters of Riley's Memory. And um, that's kind of it. The end. The end. Uh, they're joining Mickey, Minnie, and Goofy, and Baymax. Well, Baymax is across the, the walkway. But yay. Okay. Thank you, JL. Cool. Steve. Oh, I have to get my thing. Okay. Uh, personalized screens added to the end of It's a Small World attraction. So at the very end where it used to say just like goodbye and adios, it, uh, there's now screens that say goodbye to your family or family members. Um, and this is part of the Storymaker experience uh, in which uh, they use the RFID in your magic band to see your name. Um, and it's also rumored that this might come to characters like Talking Mickey. Oh, so I'm, he'll be, he'll be like he'll greet you by name. Yeah, I am hello, Steve. So Porter excited family. about this. Seriously, yeah. like this is the cool part of the Magic Band, and it's finally happening. So. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's really exciting. I think uh, some people might think it's a little invasive that Mickey might know your name, but but yeah, some people get creeped. Wait, by the it. Dark Cloud has to speak. Hold on. Yes, the Dark Cloud has to speak. <laughs> My uh, the the one thing I think right away though is what happens whenever you have that real like snotty person or something that's like with Steve like oh it's not my name's not Steven it's Stefan oh when like Mickey says it wrong yeah Ooh, that's mm. a good I, I think that's I mean you're gonna run into a lot well, of Mickey should just slap him <laughs> <laughs> uh, now see I'm sort of where Craig is I <laughs> I like these are dark times when a cast member goes out of their way to say hi how you doing have a nice day not when they look at their screen and go hi Kathy how are you today I've had that happen it's like I'd rather have a heartfelt thing and then I also see people that go if they wish Craig and Rhino you know but you goodbye, don't have a magic but band. they don't say goodbye to you I can see people in their boat going. You know, little Johnny's going to be upset because their name didn't get mentioned. So it's well, like he should learn a little bit of disappointment. And well, get a magic maybe that's band. what they're learning. But <laughs> it's I a don't life know. lesson. I kind of see what Kathy's saying, though. It's like they're taking away the personalized experience because they can just make this animated robotic version. I uh, for me, it's just kind of like I'm all robots. for I'm all for interacting with robots. I don't know. It's kind of cool. <laughs> robots. The robots. I, I I it just it reminds me of the ET attraction, and I always like it when ET says goodbye to me. I so like I it, know. but you do the proper legwork for ET. You give your name, and then it transfers over to the passport, and it's all it's all in good fun. This like, I, how is my ride experience on Small World going to be plussed? that now my name pops up on a screen. I mean, I'm right. sure there's simple people because out there who... Because you get who, to the end. <laughs> oh, damn. Because you get to the end and you're like, oh, there's my name. That's no, I want to go ride with Craig because I... For, for, 
this. Oh, yeah, the bitter boat. Okay. <laughs> Party of two. You know, for me, for me, it has nothing to do with any of that. It's just there's a, I don't know, like, okay, the, the sign at Small World, that's cool. But, like, Mickey addressing me by name, there's something that creeps me out about it. There's just mm-hmm. something that Hello, creeps me Peter. out about yeah, it. Yeah, that would... I've seen that, you all day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really. that would probably scare me. I, I understand that part. But I think the thing with the Small World is pretty cool. Um, I don't know. I'm excited about it, guys. I think this is the cool part of the Magic Band. If you got to wear that annoying thing around your wrist, like... This is the fun stuff. I'll be waiting to see how long it takes people to manipulate the system where you, because you can make your magic band uh, have the yeah. nickname. So if you can nickname and hit it just the right, you could create, get him to say a certain event, you know, words. Is that words. how it works though? Because even if you give your, pro, your, like, no, I, I no, have certain No, 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 because my head's going there already. No. That I was, be... my, this is I my have magic. Murder Warner. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I have magic bands that say mom on them rather than my name, Jenny, but it's attached to my profile that has my name. So why can't you, you just, just change, change your, your name? name. Profile. Right. I didn't ask for my driver's license when I registered for it. It's a, sort of the same thing when they welcome you on the Disney ships and people have a whole little thing, you know, we mm. welcome the, you know. Some of the names. I right. hate that family. part. I hate. It. I, I tell them no. I tell them no. You're not doing that. I'm not. I'm not. Stop. But you see, on the Diz, there's loads of people that say, "Well, what do you think about this one or that?" I mean, people put a lot of effort into. God bless them. I don't need to be introduced. <laughs> if you don't, don't already know me, too. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> so he's great at making new friends. I am. <laughs> All right, so who was that, Steve? That was yours? Yeah, that was mine. All right. Started Thank the you, Steve. Rhino. Um, okay, so mine is, I'm. Uh, in case you missed it, well, today's Tuesday, so hopefully you've seen it by now. The Captain America Civil War trailer came out, and it had our first look at Spider-Man in the end of it. The Spider-Man, who is now part of Marvel's cinematic universe, the Disney side of the, the business. And... Um, yeah, so there's also a meet and greet coming to California Adventure starting April 2nd where you're going to meet Captain America and Spider-Man. And when I saw that, I was I was thinking to myself, well, is it going to be classic Spider-Man costume or is it going to be Spider-Man from this new movie? And then this trailer came out. So I don't know if it was one of those they knew they were, they were releasing the trailer so they had to show the suit or if they, you know, they wanted people to see the movie suit versus being like the internet. Okay, you are the only one who cares what suit he's wearing. <laughs> I had a very long you need to know, conversation about this You need this last to know whether or not you have to get new Spider-Man pajamas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and from the looks of it, I'm probably okay still. I mean, I don't have those zooming eyes or anything, but my PJs yeah. are going to be okay. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> Soon. Soon. Okay. All right. Thank Great you, Spider-Man. <laughs> and Gregory. Um, so I have two. Uh, and why is the okay? There we go. And there it why is, is your why is your camera? You look like, like you're glow in the dark right now. Well, he's glow in the dark and he's on an angle. Uh, no, I'm just tilted in how I'm sitting. No, the entire house apparently is tilted. <laughs> well, when did that happen? Uh, well, single. <laughs> so I got. I have two. Um, the first of mine is that reservations are now open for Minnie's springtime 
dine. Uh, oh, great. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, they had to continue before. What was the crappy one we went to? Oh, that uh, was uh, the, that was the award one. The award. Yeah, one. the award. So now it's the springtime with Hitler dine, <laughs> which I made a slide for. And I wasn't sure if it was way too inappropriate to, <laughs> to use. It, put it up. I mean, I lost the punch now. <laughs> I'm sure someone would have noticed. Uh, yeah, so I'm <laughs> now before anybody sends us emails. Springtime for Hitler is from the producers, the Mel Brooks movie and the play of the same name. That was the play he produ- that was produced. They were trying to lose money. Uh, they were trying to like get it to close in a night, and so it's from that. We're not. That's not we're not promoting Nazism. No, we're not promoting white supremacy. Um, so well, Craig so. maybe. I don't know. You know, he's so, you know, the dark cloud. Who knows? <laughs> well, my next one is a, uh, is a little bit happier. Um, it is that uh, the, a little bit of changes are coming to the uh, 2016 uh, Disney Wine and Dine Half Marathon. Uh, so it's taking place November 3rd through the 6th. And... Uh, they always have the holiday-themed 5K, which Kathy loves running. I know that. And uh, the half marathon, which uh, unfortunately for a lot of people is being moved to the morning instead of at night how it was before. But they are adding in a 10K to the event, too. Uh, the Wine and Dine 10K with uh, Chef Remy hosting it. So um, I'm running my first half marathon with Run Disney in April with the Star Wars one. Oh, cool. So I, I might be interested in doing the, the 10K, though, for this one and uh, experience it. I like like the idea of doing another inaugural event. But uh, so for Run Disney fans, there's a little bit extra there. And because uh, they like to bundle these races together, you can uh, do the 10K and the half marathon to complete Lumiere's two-course challenge. And then you get... Uh, three medals out of the entire thing and uh that's it so registration opens up on march 29th 2016 at noon eastern time if you want to participate awesome thank you craig all right let's move on we are going to talk about club villain at disney's hollywood studios the team and i were over there this past Tuesday, or actually one week ago today, uh, to experience it. Before we get started, Rhino has put together a video of the event. So here it is. Wow, great video, Rhino. You really helped <laughs> yeah. yourself yeah, out. We're putting this guys. stuff in in post-production. That's why we're making the joke, because the video's not ready. Is oh, you're assuming it's going to be terrible? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying that... We're putting it in a post-production. We didn't actually just watch your video. We're making believe we did, but we really didn't. It so, was a great video. Um, so let's talk about it. Was I, I'm sure it was. <laughs> okay. Because it was go. certainly a great event. Mm-hmm. Um, before oh, yeah. we get into the review, let me just give the specifics. Uh, right now, uh, they have confirmed dates for this through March. Uh, they are saying, though, that they are going to continue it through, probably through May is what we were hearing. Um, through March, annual pass holders and Disney Vacation Club members get a discounted rate of $99, which includes tax and gratuity. If you're not an annual pass holder or a DVC member, it's a $129. Right now, it's Tuesday and Saturday evenings, although we're hearing that once it extends past March, it's only going to be Saturday nights. 
this is a specially ticketed event. It requires admission to the park. It's hosted by Dr. Facilier, and he's joined by Maleficent, Queen of Hearts, Corella Deville, and the Evil Queen. Um, you get uh, stage show musical numbers, a house DJ, meet and greets with the characters, dancing, drinks from the potions bar, and New Orleans specialties to eat. Uh, some menu items include beef strip loin rubbed with herbs de Provence, voodoo sticky pig wings <laughs> with citrus gremolata, and spicy shrimp sautéed with andouille sausage, tomato, okra, and onions over a creamy polenta. And... Uh, you can make reservations for this by calling 407-939-3463. That's 407-WDW-DINE. So with those specifics out of the way, I can tell you something. I went into this. First of all, I was in a bad mood driving down because the traffic on I-4 sucked. That wasn't the only reason, but that was part of it. So I was in a bad mood. And usually, if I'm gonna, I, and I, I got to try and check myself. If I'm in a bad mood, it's going to make doing a review that much more challenging. Um, because I got to try and get myself out of the bad mood so I'm not letting that affect my experience. But I was kind of meh going in. And then add to the fact, well, all, you know, I was able to get it for $99, but I was still looking at it from the standpoint of $129 a person. I'm like, no way, no way, no way is this going to be worth $129. This is another event I'm going to walk out of and feel that I just got ripped off. Oh my, I could not have been more wrong. This was phenomenal. Phenomenal. The entertainment was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. The characters were phenomenal. The venue was phenomenal. The food was good and better than good. I'm not going phenomenal on the food. But it was all you could drink. I mean, so... Phenomenal. If you're not, if you're not, <laughs> if you're not driving and, you know, you know... But I and I always think like I'm going to get ripped off there because I don't drink. Right. So I'm paying this hundred and twenty nine dollars. Doesn't matter that I didn't have any alcohol between the food, the entertainment, the character interaction. Absolutely worth every penny. What's <laughs> for some reason that picture? It looks like I'm poking out of a curtain. <laughs> like, like I'm not actually part of the group. <laughs> Stalker. Well, you are leaving us. Uh -huh. um, but. Uh, so let's talk, let's break this down. I want to talk about the entertainment first. Um, so you have Dr. Facilier, who I, uh, I, I said to Rhino, oh, look, it's the Lady Chablis. <laughs> didn't tell me she was going to be here. Go watch Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil or look up the Lady Chablis and if you don't get the joke. Um, but he was very good, actually. Mm -hmm. He was very good as MC, did a great yeah. job as Dr. Facilier. Well, is he the MC or is the other guy the MC? Or is it like well, I can no, he's the host. So yeah, oh, okay, you know. But it was a very weird dynamic where yeah. Doctor Facilier clearly was the front and center, but the real talent was actually his kind of sidekick Lackey. host yeah. that yeah. Yeah. did all of the singing. <laughs> and I don't know what this guy's name was either, as in character or in real life. But I'm going to tell you something. This guy could have done Broadway. Yeah. When I tell you a voice that just shook the room. He was unbelievable. He had great range. He just, I mean, ugh. And not only that, but, I mean, he was moving around and doing all these dances while he was singing. And just the, right. the choreography of it while he was singing, I was so impressed. And, you know, we're all busy working during this thing. We're tweeting. We're taking pictures. We're taking video. Um 
there were a lot of times where I just had to stop. You have to stop. Right, I had to right. stop what I was doing because he's just that mesmerizing. Well, I mean, I let's talk about the confidence it takes to pull off an orange shirt with purple shoes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> right there. I, I wanted that jacket. Yeah. That jacket was really yeah. cool. And on the back, it's got that big skull, sugar skull. Right? Yeah. yeah. Big sugar skull. Katie thought he might have done the Tarzan show over at Animal Kingdom, like back in the day. Well, because wh- she's heard him before. I'll tell you. I. I, this I, he was just <laughs> yeah. he was crazy good. Yes, crazy crazy good. I think I will take uh, one or two of because I I shot a couple of his numbers. I may go ahead and put them up on our Facebook page independently of Rhino's video, so you guys can see how amazing this man was. Uh, just phenomenal. I have to say the the selection of songs that they had them perform, I actually really enjoyed too. Because um, sometimes I feel like it can come off a little cheesy because you're like, ugh, villains. And they kind of like overdo it where I feel like this was right on that line where it it was a little campy, but the good kind where it was like right. fun, campy. And so, but they, you know, they sang like, I think there was the Gnarls Barkley crazy. There was the um, Screaming Jay Hawkins, the... Uh, I put a spell on you, so it wasn't the Hocus Pocus version of it, but it was just like that song was the one where like I had to stop and watch. Yeah, it was just it was brilliant, you know, great, and you know, I'd almost be like it'd be worth it just to go again to watch him just do that those numbers again. Um, <laughs> so the entertainment, entertainment. Honestly, I don't remember the last time I was this entertained at a, a hard ticket party. Um, yeah, I went in with a, a bad attitude too because we've done some things. We you did always that, have a bad attitude. <laughs> well, no, usually I'm pretty easy to please. But when we did that villains event a couple years ago, that um, they had them up on the stage, and then they had we spent all evening trying to get in a line to meet the characters. Villains unleashed. I, I still had that in the back of my head, and so I went in with a bad attitude. But when they started dancing and singing and just everything, it's this is what made Disney great. Right, exactly. It, this you're, you know, you're absolutely when, when right. Disney is, you know, doing it. This is Disney at the. Yeah. This is Disney you can't at their do best. It any better. Right. This yeah. party was Disney at their best, no question. Yeah, for sure. And you talk about the characters. Um, that was the Villains Unleashed party was absolutely a disaster. Um, in terms of you know they they had hours hours long waits for the characters and a lot of people disappointed i think it was just <clears throat> over two hours to see maleficent yeah they organized this really well though this was incredible because yes. we had those assigned times to meet the characters you we had didn't wait long at all they broke it up the characters were on either side you had uh, uh cruella deville and uh maleficent. maleficent on one side and you had the queen of hearts and the evil queen on the other, and they, you know, on your program with your assigned table number, because you have an assigned table number, uh, and it tells you, you know, see, the, you know, you'll see the Queen of Hearts and the Evil Queen at eight thirty, and you'll see Cruella Deville and Maleficent at nine forty-five, and you show up at that time, and there's a photo pass photographer there. They'll take pictures with your camera, and it w- and the characters were, I mean, these guys were killing it. Oh, yeah, because it wasn't like they just stood there. They interacted. They had yeah. to be exhausted when that evening I, was I over. can't they imagine. Were loving it. They, they yeah. were people that, like, when I was, you know, walking up, I was like, those people are doing their dreams right now. Right. Like, that's how into yes. it they are. And and you're right, Kathy. Um, you, we Because one of them, we kind of went up and we're just like, well, can we take our picture? But she, like, wouldn't stop. You know, the Queen of Hearts yeah. and Cruella, they both were very much, yeah, like, she's jumping very up on chatting the sofa with us. Yeah. 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 Having conversation, making jokes, coming around. So it was, it, even. 
even when you were just like just a photo. Who, they yeah, made they were fueling, who was your, they were fueling the interaction. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Who was your favorite character? Queen of Hearts, Hearts for me. Yeah, yeah. I, Cruella. I Queen of Hearts for me. It was. It's. It's a toss up between Queen of yeah. Hearts and Cruella. Yeah. What about you? I'm the type of person that doesn't interact well with characters, so probably Doctor Facilier because I didn't have God. to talk to him. Uh, okay. <laughs> now uh, I would say Queen of Hearts was one, although I feel like they could have found someone that looked closer to Queen of Hearts. Her personality was. She was on Disneyland level of character interaction. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's, a, that's, never a, that's see high often. praise. Yes. She was out of this world. Yeah. Because it's funny you say that because I was thinking to myself, this is the caliber of characters we see when we're out in Disneyland. Because they have that amazing talent pool from Hollywood and Los Angeles to pull from out there. And these guys were right there. I, I like that she was a face character, too. Yes. Because when you see her in the parades and stuff, she's not a face character. So oh, really? This was kind yeah. Of yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, so that was something head. cool. Well, and I understand why. Because like the, in the picture here that we took with her, you see she's doing this like over-exaggerated, frowning thing. And she would not leave that position all night. So she must just – she's going to have wrinkle issues coming up in the next <laughs> couple of years by doing that so much. Uh, they were they were absolutely spectacular. So again, you know, you, you see, you're talking about musical entertainment was outstanding. To the character interaction being absolutely outstanding. You know, and I think if you just sort of like broke down the parts, you could almost get your money's worth just from the character interaction. If you're into characters, uh, you know, I, I'm it, personally like that's not my make or break. But a lot of people that they got to do that with a character. They would have gotten their money's worth. So let's talk about the food. Let's talk about the food. Specifically, let me end the suspense mm -hmm. for those who have followed along over the last few weeks and what I thought of the voodoo sticky pig wings. Um, I, you know, it, it's funny because, you know, just the name got to me. And so I made a whole thing out of voodoo sticky pig wings. And there are two sides of... Uh, two food stations on either side of the venue offering the exact same thing. And I went to the, the one side and I'm like, okay, got to try the voodoo sticky pig wings. And I think you were filming. I was me. filming you. Yeah. And I took it and I took a bite. I was like, Oh, it was oh. all meh. Yeah. yeah. Um, which was really disappointing. I yeah. was like, you know, I kind you of built this it. up. Yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to love it. But it was, eh. And, you know, had some of the other food and like the strip loin. Strip loin was good. It was a little mm -hmm. fatty. Yeah. Um, the uh, the polenta was good. Um, but I was just kind of disappointed, you know, by the voodoo sticky pig wings. And then Rhino came over and said, you know, on the other side, the voodoo sticky pig wings have like a, you know, because these were kind of like dry. Sitting in juice. On the and other the other ones were like really, you know, had a lot of sauce on them, a lot of mm -hmm. juice on oh, them. Oh, I wish I would have known that. So... He went and he got me some, and I tried them, and they were stellar. Yeah. They were stellar. They hmm. were so much better with that sauce on them. Oh, wow. And so I can report that Voodoo Sticky Pig Wings ultimately did not disappoint. I was very, very happy uh, with, with them. And again, like I said, the you know overall, the food was good. It wasn't bad food at all. It was plentiful, um, but it wasn't like... Other than the Buddhist sticky pig wings, wasn't really 
See, I absolutely loved the food. Um, as I sat there eating as much yeah, well, rice you had, and like, jambalaya or whatever it was, gumbo. Oh, uh, the gumbo was really yeah, the good. Gumbo. Yeah, the chicken um, gumbo was really good. I... You know, I thought Abby going to town on her leg. Dog. It sounds very weird in the headphones. Um, I wonder if that comes through on the recording. It It came through. Uh, No, I. It's not ladylike. I like the. Just uh, because you can doesn't mean you should. I I like the, the. prime rib style meat that they were slicing i actually i did only get that was the, the ba- that was the beef strip one the beef strip one yeah i i had the voodoo sticky pig wings on the side that you originally went to however by the point that i got them uh they only there was none that were really on the top everything was submerged in the sauce and the juices in that bowl so I didn't have any problem with them being dry right away. Oh, so I think that okay. the key with those, if you're going to get them, is to try to reach to the bottom ones that have just been soaking in juice. With your hands, yeah. Uh, with <laughs> your hands, uh, preferably after you just coughed in your hands as well, too. Uh, but no, I, I love the food. The desserts had a little bit of each. Yeah, I thought okay. desserts were quite good, actually. There was, there was two for every character, right? There was, a, there was like yes. two dog-related desserts. There was two, malefic- which was like... Um, these like custard cup, right? And then um, the oh, other yeah, one was the like dog one ones. looked like a bone. Cookie. Yeah, yeah, it was, looked so like cute. a bone. Then there was like the red velvet cupcake. The thing I liked the most in the desserts was the Maleficent cupcake, which I I couldn't figure out because I normally am not crazy about Disney cupcake, but it was an angel food cupcake. That's why, and I read so it was oh. like a different flavor and um, an angel food cupcake with devil horns. Yeah, and I was like, it was great. Like I loved, the, I loved that the execution of it and everything, and that was really good. And the glitter, the glitter maleficent dessert too. It was like you were eating glitter. So I was back in first grade happiness. I missed that one. That was. Mm. Or are you talking about the uh, push pop? No, but you loved that push pop. I did love the push. And that pop. actually yeah. had wine in it. It said red wine, but it didn't taste like yeah. it had wine. No. I yeah, I wouldn't. I, yeah, I, I didn't take one just for that reason. I wasn't sure if it had alcohol in it. So they also had a few good vegetarian options. Their dirty, right, I noticed that their dirty rice was actually really good, and they also had a vegetarian kale and collard slaw that I enjoyed. I a ate lot. a lot of that. Also, I, yeah, and then you, it had you, black-eyed peas. But you also enjoyed the vegetarian strip loin. Yeah, <laughs> a few <laughs> bites of it. Yeah. I uh, I I I actually really like that it was buffet style too. So you still get that like the hoop de doo. This is comparable for me to like a hoop de doo setting where it was like a show and dinner, and it was very enjoyable. Where here I felt like I could go up and just get a bunch of that thing I was really enjoying, right. not feeling very wasteful, but also right. kind of going back and forth, being like I'll have a little dessert taste right now, and then I went back for the voodoo sticky pig wings again, and I don't. I don't know. It was it was really good, and it, you got to that comfort level, so you could have a drink again, and then right. You know, you it was a relaxed environment. Food. It was very much a lounge. It was very mm-hmm. much a club, mm-hmm. a complete with the tables set up. You know, the the lounge tables set up alongside. That's um, how it struck me. Just walking in, I didn't go in with a bad attitude, but I walked in and I was just like, "Oh my gosh, what have I just walked into?" They had this big glitter, poisoned apple, disco ball at the top, and um. All, I don't know if you noticed it, but up in the top of the room, there was uh, these projections that were animated and were coordinated with the songs and everything that were going yeah. on. So there was animation on the wall where they were singing parts of the songs and to, along with the people down on the dance floor. Um, yeah, and then they have the dancing, which they pulled people up you know, to the dance floor to participate in. To me, it felt like... Um, 
a family-friendly nightclub, as weird as that sounds. Well, um, ex- you know, it, it's exactly what it was. And yeah, the uh, the group dancing, of course, for those who follow us on Facebook, mm. uh, got, a chance to, <laughs> got a chance to see uh, Steve uh, really bust shiny. a move. The, yeah. the best part about that picture is that I'm doing the opposite of JL, so I'm clearly doing <laughs> the wrong thing. <laughs> um, Steve was a good sport. Yeah. Or is JL doing the wrong thing? Because everyone else yeah. in the Oh, it's JL. JL's showing off her moves though. JL Miss Miss JL can dance. Maybe she was just a step ahead I of was everyone doing it else. <laughs> <laughs> I uh I tend to go against the flow. I, I dance to the beat of my own drum. I um I, you know, I know I know you don't you don't drink, obviously, but um, what I appreciate about the event too was they had two different drink stations, two different themed drinks at each drink station. So it was four each, and they were each themed to a villain. So there was like the um, I can't remember the, the first one. Deville was like a, uh, a creamy one, right? with no. Oh, no that was, Deville yeah. was the creamy with liqueur. the liqueur. So in it was it. like a, a Dalmatian kind of a drink, and then the the other one um, poison apple the queen drink. Of yeah, poison hearts apple had the bleeding heart sangria. Yeah, and then the other one was like vodka lemonade and and something like purple on the bottom or something for like the evil queen. And I thought that's cool because norm like at hoop de do if I throw it back to that, it's beer, wine, sangria. And here it was like six different beers, like four or five different wines, and then like these four different mixed drinks too. So, you know, if you're somebody who does enjoy an adult beverage, you can you can really get your money's worth at that just at that table. Nothing else. Yeah, you, you could do a lot of damage. I mean, obviously, only if you're staying on property and you have bus transportation. Well, that's a great uh, thing. That's safe. Disney, yeah. But um, you could do a lot and a lot of damage uh, with it being all included. It did, just looking around the room, it didn't seem like the bartenders were really cutting anyone off. No, no they were didn't. But go. then again, I didn't see anybody like stupid drunk either. No. Right, no. Oh, Except, Except for a rhino who Except fell out of his chair. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I fell out. Yeah. I fell out so of chair. when you factor all this together, I mean, and we got it, we got there at what, 7.30, uh, 7.45, and we left there at, it was like 11, wasn't it? It was 10, 10, 10 o'clock. Was it 10? Yeah. I thought it was, no, it was 10. Was it 10? Yeah. Because our last thing was 9.45, and it was 15 minutes after that is when we left. So I'll tell you, I walked out of there blown away. Uh, I I can't recommend this highly enough. And I want to go I want to go back. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go do it again. Um, so if you've been thinking about this and you've been on the fence, go do it. If you haven't thought about it or if you weren't aware of it, go do it. Um I get the feeling this may not be around for much longer, uh, which is a crime. I think they should. They need to find a permanent location. I agree. We yeah. were talking on the way back. We we're like, can't like they make Atlantic City Dance Hall like the permanent club villain? Because it just seems like sad once it goes. And I can't imagine them replacing it with anything that we enjoy this much. Uh, I, I, I hope not only do I hope that they continue doing this, I hope they take this template in other themes and do it in other areas of property. Um, Atlantic Dance Hall is a great venue. God knows something's got to be done with that because it's sad how, how dead that is. All the time you go in there and you got like three flaming alcoholics <laughs> on the dance floor crying and doing what flaming alcoholics do. So... This, this this was this was tremendous 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 event. 
Um, I, I honestly, I, I can't recommend it. I can't recommend it enough. Um, does anybody think I'm overselling this? No. No, we walked no. out of there. All of us walked out of there laughing and smiling and just raving about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually not sure. I think I've been here almost two years now. I'm not sure I've ever had an experience with the whole team where everybody was like that. Yeah. Right. Right. I agree. I agree. I had such a great time that night. I had such a great time that night. So um, for $99, if you're an annual pass holder or a DVC member uh, or $129 for everybody else, this is absolutely worth it. I would have no trouble paying $129 again for this. Uh, and I paid for it for seven people. So, and again, felt like, yep, that's absolutely worth it. So that is what we thought of the club villain party at Disney's Hollywood Studios. And that is going to do it for our show. We hope you enjoyed it. And we'll be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everyone. And remember, go get your voodoo sticky big wings before they're all gone. And then you've never had them and your life is lost. (laughs) 